Levels, levels. Levels, levels. So in listening uh, and I guess editing last week's pod, I've got to say your voice sounded a little different. Oh, you noticed that? Lisa noticed that and, and mentioned that to me too. Did you, did you finally pick a new mic or something? I know you had like six options. <laughs> well, I did pick a new mic, but no, actually, the reason for that is, remember we recorded before work last week? I mean, that's that's what my voice sounds like before. I have somewhere between five to 500 meetings <laughs> to talk in on any given day. Okay, well... That makes that makes more sense. You notice my my voice is is awfully raspy right now. We went to the Drake basketball game last night, and I spent the entire night screaming at the referee. Uh, maybe more, maybe more on that later. You probably deserved it. Yeah. But wait, wait, hold on, just wait a minute. We so we recorded before I started work last week, uh-huh. and you are given the whole undisclosed location, let's say you're an hour ish ahead of me. It's not how time zones work, but okay. (laughs) Yeah. Wait a minute. So wait, doesn't that mean if I wasn't working, but you're ahead of me? Yeah. You know, you know what? Just don't, let's not ask questions that we don't want answers to. Toddlers, welcome to Talking to Todd, a weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prins, where failure is always an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks for saving us there. Good work. Getting us back on track. Yep. Should, where, where does this path lead? Uh, nowhere good, but I know how to get back. <laughs> I, know it, I can. I, I dropped the breadcrumbs. We're... Yep, we're. <laughs> we, we may, depending... We may have more on that later. It was a banner night for Kelly's self in the nap center last night. I'm just, I've I'm had just thinking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all I was going to say was, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, we heard Amy yelling for the Drake basketball game in the house. And then apparently you guys were yelling in person. There's just seems to be a lot of yelling. Drake basketball. It's yell-tastic. We, this isn't what we were watching, but we watched a guy get ejected from the stadium. We watched a fan get get escorted out for yelling things at the referee last night. It was loud. It was a loud <laughs> Wednesday night. Drake versus Southern Illinois. It was a fantastic game. Boy, it was, uh, it, but it was a, it was a tough night for Kelly self. Kelly. Oh, Kelly's old. Kelly needs to retire. People say that about me. I had a coach. Should I tell you this? I had a coach say, when are you going to retire? I mean, you've been doing this a long time. When are you going to retire? Like, hey, wait, wait. What? <laughs> uh, how old do you think week? I how old do you <laughs> think I am? Wait. Once again, yet another question I don't necessarily <laughs> want the answer to. <laughs> how was your week? You know, it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, that's here. You know, we got, we got, we got stuff to talk. Here's the thing. We, an, the week was enough to have stuff to talk about for tonight. So that's okay. what's really important. <laughs> Did we generate content? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what do we have for follow-up or feedback? Uh, Amy, Amy and I, Amy and I drove to Freeport, Illinois, home of, do you know the mascot for Freeport, Illinois? For the high school, <laughs> uh, bulldogs. That's a good guess because like a third of the mascots in the country are bulldogs. Uh, no, the Freeport pretzels. That would have taken us a while for me to get there. I'm gonna. Yeah, be you would have gone through a bunch: eagles, bears, yes, uh, warriors. Uh, yes, before you'd gotten to pretzels, yeah, Freeport mud so we hens. To, mud hens like, would have yes, come up before before pretzels. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 
we drove to Freeport for a, why am I telling this story? I don't know. Drove to Freeport for a baby shower for our niece and then drove down to Peoria. So we listened to last week's episode in the truck while we were driving and we're driving along and I'm, we're talking about the pot in the Iowa Falls middle school. Yeah. Amy says, pauses the playback. Was it in the cupboard next to the coffee? Maybe that's why the dog didn't find it. I watched Beverly Hills Cop. I learned something. (laughs) (laughs) My thought, by the way, just listening back, you were like, hey, it's not the handler's problem. The dog. The dog is supposed to find all of this stuff. However, I'm going to take the dog's side, and maybe the dog was trying to train the handler. Like, I know where it is, bud, but if you don't remember how much you brought, I'm not going to bail you out, okay? Like, that's (laughs) – somebody needs to learn a lesson here, and it's not me. (laughs) Make me sit in the back seat. (laughs) I found nine of ten. That one's on you, man. Oh, I found all ten. I just didn't tell you about the one. I wanted to see if you were paying attention. (laughs) How about, how about Lisa? Uh, a couple of feedback pieces. We were talking about, uh, at one point we were talking about Formula E uh, with your electric bike and how Formula E had to come. I said, you know, the battery doesn't make it the whole race. You you said, well, you should just shorten it or whatever. Lisa had a better answer of how the Formula E cars could make it through the entire race. She just said extension cords. <laughs> Have a big that is school. an engineering problem begging to be solved. Well, here's the thing. They already have those big rear wings, right? So you've already got a place to put the cable spools. <laughs> so you could just you could just let it just run right out <laughs> as you go. <laughs> and the cars will get lighter, just like cars on gas. The cars will get lighter every lap because you're you're getting rid of, of extension cords. I thought you were going to go with electrons. You're, you're getting rid of electrons, so the cars are getting lighter. No? No. Does it not well, work? I mean, no. technically, but you know, whatever. The could Would slot cars be an option? Could they convert the... Well, they, they could. There but would be just as much passing. V- v- actually, Formula E has a lot of passing because they just go bonsai and they just go flying in because oh, what do okay. they care? They're, I was going <laughs> to say, you don't really need drivers for slot cars then. You just you just mash the pedal and just watch it go around. <laughs> the other one, when, when I was giving you the guess a number about the Houses of Parliament. Yes. Lisa was playing along at home because that's yeah. what you do. Yep. I believe on the first number you guessed 12, which was just within the range, and she guessed 20, which was in the range. So also, she yes. also yep. in the range. Good work. And Lisa. then on the and then on the second one, you guessed like 42 or maybe I 35. I, you guessed like I 35. Think I 35 or 36, and then the bottom number was 42 or something. Yeah. yeah. And Lisa guessed like within one of the of the number that you guessed as well. So, so she was she was tracking right with you. So I, I don't know if that means that that your guesses were right on track or everybody just has no idea it could take 76 years to, to fix a building. <laughs> it's a really big building and it's really old. It's got a lot of work to do. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. What uh, else do I, we have here? Oh, we had see. we had one um, actually, uh, I, we watched all the Jesse Stone movies. I said the first one started in 1990. Yes. That was incorrect. It, the first one was in 2005. I was, I was only off by 15 years. Okay. It, <laughs> huh? Yeah. 1990, 2005. Eh, it's, sure. It's probably the same. They, uh, you know, you, you ask me when something happened. I'm like, oh, that was only 15 years ago. And it was 25. That's how you get to those kinds of things. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, how about some follow-up? 
Sure. Oh, we got plenty. Sure. Let's, what do we got? Uh, I've, I'll, oh, I, I'm putting both of these in follow-up because we've talked about both of these kinds of things before, um, okay. but they, they both hit the news this week uh, and I'm turning it into a new game. Ooh. Okay. I don't have a theme for it. I probably should. You know what? You know what I should have? Mm. I should have the Hogan's Heroes theme for this is what I should have. Because this is a game that I'm calling Money or Nazis. Okay. All right. I'm going to give you a scenario and you're going to tell me whether or not this is caused by money or Nazis. Okay. As we've discussed multiple episodes. Yep. I, I discovered that if you want to know why something's going on and you don't understand it, money, always assume money number one or Nazis number two. And that covers shockingly <laughs> way, way more answers than you would Sad. feel comfortable with. <laughs> sadly, sadly, yes. it, that one of those two things is the answer uh, more often than you really are comfortable with. So uh, scenario number one, Bill Maher did an interview last week with Kanye and he now refuses to air it because. Oh, it's Kanye. Oh, right. <laughs> this one's tough. <laughs> Man, we're not dipping our toes into this, are we? Yeah, like, this throwing is... me into the deep end. Here you go. I, I feel like be, the problem is, is that I see the second one and I'm, I'm, I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, I want, okay. Does Bill Maher care about money? I will say with Kanye, it was Nazis. Yes, it was. <laughs> the man kisses a picture of Hitler every morning. Uh, and said lots of anti-Semitic things during the two-hour recording. And Bill said, nope, I am not going to entertain that anymore. And so he put it in the can. Uh, item item number two, yeah. Gina Carano, who was in The Mandalorian and was fixing to get her own series on Disney+, Plus, got fired from Disney and is suing the company for wrongful termination. Because? Well, I know she says it's because of her right-wing views, but they denied her freedom of speech, which once again, people are coming out and explaining that freedom of speech applies to the government, not to private companies, but whatever. Complicating this, however, is that her lawsuit, it turns out, is being bankrolled and all her lawyers are being paid for by Elon Musk. Yes. Ooh, that that's <laughs> again, again, we're, we're, we're leaning hard into this money or Nazis. What's your answer? Here's the thing. <laughs> we may have found the title of the episode, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Darn it. <laughs> Forget title of the episode. We may have, we may have found the new podcast. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> Oh Every my day, God. five minutes or less. We get you. We report. You decide. Nope. Nope. That's no. That's no. Nope, that's been taken. Okay. Nope. I don't. Can't use that. <sighs> we just put reporting quotes, and then we're fine. Not only. Not only <laughs> does she. <laughs> you don't get this energy before work. Okay. <laughs> Not only does she want back pay, she wants the court to force Disney to write her character back into the series, rehire her, and make them make make them use her in subsequent series. So because yes. of that, in my mind, while she's pissed off about the free speech, what she really wants is is the money. So I'm going to say money. It, it is money, but there there were lots of anti-Semitic posts by Gina on Twitter. And that's why Elon is bankrolling the lawsuit. Rushing to her defense. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. okay. So see, I read this. She's suing the company for wrongful termination because 
I'm thinking she's, they fired her for Nazis, but she's suing them for money. That's uh, where I uh, got confused. <laughs> this is one of those situations where both things can be true. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Money or Nazis or money and Nazis. Meh. You know, our problem with this, thinking about this going forward, is this is an election year. We're going to have more material than we know what to oh. do with in this game. That's why All John right. Stewart's coming back on Monday. <laughs> I'm not sitting this one out. Mm, John Stewart's coming back. Why is he coming back? Money or Nazis? <laughs> <laughs> Nazis. The answer to that yeah, one yeah, is I Nazis. Think, I think the answer to that one is Nazis. Yes, I think you're right. He's got the money. He's yeah. fine. Okay. He's fine. Okay. He's good on that. Okay. Oh, wow. That was a fun game. That was good. I, I did not know how that would go. I was, I was pleased with that. There we go. The uh, sec- next thing that I brought, Todd, do you know what, do you know what the N in NFL stands for? Not for long, if you keep calling that way. Oh, sorry. That's. This week, I mean, it, it it changes, but this week the N stands for nepotism. Okay. Steve Belichick, son of Bill, new defensive coordinator for Washington, where he'll team up with offensive coordinator Brennan Carroll, son of Pete. Meanwhile, Jay Harbaugh, son of Jim, is joining the Seahawks as a special teams coordinator. <sighs> Helps when you know people. And all of this will be broken down on NBC and primetime on Sunday Night Football by Jack Collinsworth. <laughs> what? Wait, what? Okay. Awesome. Okay. This this didn't even make my list of idiots of the week uh, because there's plenty. Reading The Athletic, there was a story. The Athletic ran a story about something that had nothing to do with, with Belichick the younger Belichick being hired at Washington. Whatever this article was in the comments, somebody was really pissed at them and said, you, this, this journalism Institute, something like that has two different, two different defensive coordinators going to Washington. Maybe instead of reporting drivel like this, maybe you should spend some time on getting your facts right. Cause you're clearly not paying attention. Next comment. <clears throat> UW is University of Washington in the state of Washington. The other DC, the other uh, defensive coordinator was hired by the Commanders, which is a professional team in Washington, DC, which is on the East Coast. <laughs> They're separate Washington's moron. There, there can be an argument to be made that public education isn't where it needs to be in this country. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> gotcha. You said two Washingtons. Yeah, they're different. We have two Washingtons? Oh, Wait, what? <laughs> what are you, eight? Never mind. Oh, and lastly, the, the last thing I had on follow-up as I'm listening about the electric bike stuff. I guess I could have thrown this in earlier and how you were going to engineer a trailer or I was in because I couldn't buy another battery. My friend, Michelle Derwin, who I worked with over at Wells Fargo, I'm like, Derwin has two of the same bikes that I have between us. We have three. Surely I can just borrow a battery from her for the day. I'm if we decide to do this, I've got a plan. So I'm good. Okay. That's good. Okay. So Dwayne's training is done. Yep. Check Todd's the box training there. I'm good. needs to start. Yeah. <laughs> I just had two quick pieces of follow-up. Com- uh, we talked about Comcast, uh, an idiot of the week, because they called their network 10G, which was neither 10 gigabits nor twice as fast as 5G. The advertising board, they appealed the decision from the advertising board and the and the appellate of the advertising board still recommended that they stop calling their network a 10G network. So Comcast has agreed that they're going to stop calling their network 10G. They completely disagree. And according to them, 10G was always meant to be an aspirational level. Oh, 
cool, cool, cool. So yeah. the the monthly <laughs> when you say I owe you monthly, my payments are going to be aspirational. <laughs> you may get there at some point. We we can't call it ten G, but can we call it fifty G? G for G, for us G stands for gerbil. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I don't think you want. I don't think you want gerbils running around on your fiber optic network, though. That sounds bad. <laughs> it sounds like it could be a serious problem. Yeah. We also covered that the U.S. figure skating team got finally was told that they're going to get gold medals from the 2020 Olympics held in 2021 because the then 15 year old Russian skater was was found guilty of doping. I had no idea what it was. The by the the case and the legal filing that her team proposed. I'm not sure. I'm not sure she had the best and brightest lawyers. So she was, her blood was, the sample showed that there was a heart medication in her, in whatever samples they took, heart medication that she was not on. So when this went to the court of arbitration of sport, they argued that, I know what happened. Her grandfather takes this heart medication, which, by the way, they couldn't produce a prescription for. They just had to take his word for. (laughs) He takes this heart medication. And what they believed happened is that while he was while he was mixing up a strawberry dessert to serve her he accidentally dropped one of his pills into the strawberry dessert. Now I keep saying strawberry because in the legal filing, the word strawberry appears 43 times. (laughs) However, if you don't believe that they had participated that because they said, or if that didn't happen, it is possible that there was crushed residue of the heart tablet on the chopping board that he used to prepare the strawberry dessert. This did not win the argument. And I, I can't believe (laughs) that the, I, 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 I guess it just ended up in the dessert. So congratulations. Yeah, that was the best. That was the best defense they had. You know, still a stronger lawyer than still a still a stronger lawyer than Alina Haba. Just putting that out there. Oh yeah, we don't edit, do we? All right, what else? No, we, we got? don't. No, that's a joke for you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, let's see a movie. Oh, we are waist deep into basketball season. Did you have any tech corner, or should we go straight to technical corner? Unless you bought an Apple Vision Pro that you want to tell me all about uh, and how cool it is to have one, which is what every single podcast I listen to for the last week has been talking about. Um, unless you got one of those, I got nothing. They're so awesome. Why do you think I was an hour late to record tonight? <laughs> Just look at this. Oh, this is hot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was doing my best Tom Cruise impression. Just moving things around the screen with my hands. On Monday night, so we're moving to technical corner. On Monday night, I worked a JV game here in Norwalk. I don't work varsity games in Norwalk, uh, but I worked a JV game in Norwalk. And because I was, it was just one game, girls game. It was five minutes from the house. Amy over Coates there came at over. Uh, over there at Homer High. Yes, <laughs> it was. It was Homer High. Amy came over and watched, and. She walks in, sits down at center court, mm. second row, and watches the entire watches the entire game. And somebody over her shoulder didn't like what we were doing, was not giving us a thumbs up. And at one point, she just turned around and stared him down. 
Amy gets angry when she watches me rough <laughs> because she is she is basketball literate. Yes, she is very basketball literate, and most fans are not. Uh, she also does not have a dog in the fight when it's you know two teams that she doesn't care about or know anybody on. And and it's amazing how your perspective on a game changes when you don't have a dog in the fight. Last night we did have a dog in the fight. And that, like I said, that's why my voice is terrible. We had the, the biggest thing that we strive that we try to avoid is inconsistency. I don't know where these guys last night got their rule books. It was, Oh, wow. It was, it was, it was a tough, tough night at the nap center. It was a tough, tough night at the nap center last night. <laughs> they, they're, they're probably just angling to be promoted to the PAC 12. So they got to show that level I, of inconsistency <laughs> night after night in order to get promoted to the big time, like the PAC 12. That's a, that, that's, that's a possibility. Uh, and the only actual technical I gave in the last week my partner called a foul that this kid didn't like. And the partner goes over to report. I go over underneath the basket to shoot the free, to have him shoot the free throw, uh, give the ball to the kid. He shoots the free throw and it misses. And the kid that was on the block to rebound who committed the foul looks straight at me and says, ball don't lie. Uh, whack. And so we cleared the free throw line and we shot the second of the free throws. And then we shot two more free throws for the technical. And then we gave the ball to the other team and they scored again. And we went on with the game. I've said it. And I, I go over to the coach and he's like, seriously, what? And I told him what happened. He's like, that kids say that all the time. I mean, that's common vernacular. Not right at me. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> so, which, which gets to watching the NFL, they're allowed to do more celebrations, but then there's taunting. And occasionally it's like, wait, that's just a celebration. Like, no, 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 no. Listen, <clears throat> if the player that you just made the play on is directly in front of you, or on the ground in front of you celebrating in their face or over them. That's not celebrating. That's taunting, right? Turn 90 degrees, turn 90 degrees and do the exact same thing. Turn 180 degrees and you can do all of that. Stomp, celebrate your weight all the way down the field. <laughs> if you want yep. to. Yep. Yep. I mean, we're going to snap the ball within 40 seconds, but you, you know, you do you. <laughs> Just don't do it in their face. Yeah, okay, that's fair. By the way, speaking of speaking of um, Amy being basketball literate and then turning around and staring at people, I, I think I've shared on here, when Lindsay and I would go to Real Salt Lake matches uh, with, our, with our season tickets, and she was, you know, this was, oh, yeah, eight, eight years ago, something. So, okay. <clears throat> Lindsay understands soccer and understands the rules of soccer or football as you will. A, a lot of people around us who thought they did, didn't at least once a match, she would get very, very angry at the idiot who had no idea what they were saying and saying it very loudly, including uh -huh. at least one match where the person kept yelling at the referee, that is clear offsides. I don't know. Jesus, this guy's terrible. That's offsides. And Lindsay's like, it's not offsides. It's not a, this guy doesn't know. Admittedly, offsides and offsides in soccer takes a little bit of getting used to. I'm, I understand that. But this person was positive that they knew what offsides was and was telling the referee everything they thought about them. And they were a hundred percent wrong. And it was Lindsay at one point was like, I, I'm just going to turn around. I'm going to tell him to shut up because they don't. And I'm like, let's not, 
Because if you start how is something, that offsides? Yeah. No, yeah. no, seriously. <laughs> yeah, how is that? I don't understand this. Rule. I, don't, I don't understand yeah. these rules. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. At one point, uh, there was somebody near us who she was complaining loudly about the way the home team was playing, which uh, that's fine. Uh, but she was also an assistant high school soccer coach someplace. And she kept yelling and screaming at the, that the team wasn't doing what they were supposed to do. And these guys are terrible and we got to get some real professionals. And my thought was first, first of all, if you're a coach, you don't know what the professional coaches have told the players to do. So the players may be doing exactly what they've been asked to do. So like, you don't know that. However, uh-huh. she kept yelling, switch it. Just yelling. Every time they got the ball on one side of the field, she just yelled as loud as she could, switch it, wanted them to kick it all the way across the other side of the field. Every time they, as soon as a touch, switch it. If it didn't go immediately, she's yelling that these guys are, these guys are crap. I don't, I don't know why people go to sporting events to yell at the home team that like she was there to watch this team. Anyway, Lindsay's like, Lindsay's like, she looks at the woman and she looks at me and she goes, <clears throat> well, clearly if they would switch it there, you can see that the right back is cheating just a little bit. And if they do that, he's going to intercept the pass and take it the other way. And they don't have an extra player there to cover that. So obviously if they switch it that way, that's going to be a breakaway the other way. So that's why they're not doing that. You would think that somebody who's a coach would know that she said that just loud enough <laughs> that there was a possibility of the coach hearing it but not like you don't know anyway the woman kept yelling kept yelling until such time as they switched it and the person intercepted it and there was a breakaway and there wasn't coverage which then led to a goal and Lindsay's like well that was a great bit of brilliant coaching (laughs) (laughs) What did you guys talk about at the game? Soccer. What do you mean? We were watching the game. <laughs> yeah. That's what you do. Anyway. All right. Oh, oh, hey, what do we have next? Oh, Lord. We do, don't we? It, you know, this keeps coming around quicker and quicker every year. That's right. That sound means it's time for America's favorite game. It's Dwayne Guess a Number. Okay, hit me. All right. This story is out of Japan. Japan is known as a leading technology country, right? I mean, home of Sony, and they've got all, you know, they got cool electronic gadgets, etc. Sure. So this one's a little a little opposite of that. Back in 2022, the ministry the Minister of Digital Affairs urged various branches of government to stop requiring requiring businesses to submit information on outdated forms of physical media. There are regulations in Japan today that specifically require certain regulatory forms and data to be submitted to the government on mini disks, CD-ROMs, and floppy drives. (laughs) I can see where that was going. Yes. So Uh the Ministry of Economic Trade and Industry is one of the first to make a switch and they have come out and changed their regulations and they have updated 34 regulations that will no longer require businesses to submit data on floppy disks by the end of this calendar year. Okay. 34 regulations, federal uh, Japanese regulations down. That didn't cover all of the regulations that require submission via floppy disk. So, Dwayne, after those 34 are changed, how many Japanese regulations will require companies to continue to submit data on floppy disks into 2025 and beyond? Oh, sweet Lord. 
Ay, ay, ay. Okay. I'm, I'm giving time for the toddlers to put their guesses together and say them out loud. I'm going to say 578. I think I'm probably oh. short by like 10,000. You're short, not by that much. That okay. still leaves, <clears throat> the staff has identified an additional 1,900 <laughs> protocols across several government departments that require <laughs> businesses to submit data on floppy disks or possibly CD-ROMs or potentially mini disks. But it's 1,900 of those still was, exist. So they got rid often, of 34. I was off in triplicate. <laughs> Who says government of, isn't efficient? You got rid of 34. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Now, these are not scored. These are, these are non-scored guessing because we only get to guess one number. So these are non-scored right. real okay. quick. One of the problems is it's hard to get floppy disks anymore because the last, the last per, uh, company that made them was Sony. Dwayne, do you want to guess, this isn't a number, it is a number, but it's a year. Do you want to guess the year in which Sony stopped making floppy disks? The big square ones or the little ones with the metal? The little metal ones, the, the, the little, little, the three and a, little the three and a half. Slider. Three yes, and a half, the metal slider. five and a quarter. Yeah, okay. the, last, the last floppy disks we would have had that, that are actually that hard, yeah, they're hard on the yeah, outside. Yeah, the hard plastic on the outside. Okay. Yep. 1998? Oh, no, no, no. They were still making them until 2011. Oh, damn. Yeah. Well, because yeah. there's regulations requiring people <laughs> to people... submit. Now, we can't get rid of those regulations. That's a profit center. Yeah, yeah we need, like, hey, we got government subsidies coming in. Now, the you last thing for I. A new, you worked for a newspaper. You, you, you know how the. The little, the, the government public notice, the public, yeah, the notice. public notices. Yeah. You know how those work. That's a revenue source. We can't get rid of that. <laughs> Sorry. It's very, Sorry. Important. Sorry, Gary. Okay. The, next. The, the last bit, just, just to point out though, that the United, that Japan, like, well, that's really funny. Ha ha ha. Japan. Ha ha ha. That's cute. Like you haven't even cleaned this up again, non-scored. The United States government stopped Sweet using Lord. floppy disks to coordinate nuclear weapons launches in what year, Dwayne? <laughs> like missiles, like the missiles still were reliant on floppy disks until which year for the US? 2016? 2019. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 but yet Chuck E. Cheese's rock of fire explosion is still using them. So there you go. Going strong. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. So no, uh, sorry. No bell for you this week. Uh, damn. Okay. How about where are we in the, Oh, it's time for the Scott Frost Memorial idiot of the week. I, I brought my standard three. Okay. Story. Number one, stay on target. I believe you, you brought think, that last week. What's that? I believe you Did brought I? that last week, didn't you? It sounds uh, no. familiar. No. Okay. okay. Uh, it's it's well. It, it sounds familiar, but it is not a Star Wars reference. For okay. the record, even stay though you target. said it, even though you said it straight from the movie, okay. I did. Yes, stay on target. Uh, story number two: Hang in there, buddy. And story number three: Jagoffs. Which I'm assuming is about a court procedural uh, CBS show. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? If it's Jagoff, that is probably in reference to, to NCIS, which, which, which was is a spinoff spin of Jag. Yes. And, and every I'm, I'm going to explain these. I'm just going to yes, explain these you. as we go at this point. It's just much easier. Yes. Yeah. Oh, far. Yes, absolutely. Let's go with uh, hang in there, buddy. So the Iowa, the University of Iowa football team is in the process of self-reporting a level three violation. Did they score we, a touchdown? Oh, we, sorry. <laughs> no, for the record, they haven't done that since November. Okay. You're welcome, hot guys. Uh, a level three violation with regard to impermissible contact with Caden Proctor, uh, who up until several weeks ago was 
uh, a lineman with the University of Alabama. He's from Des Moines. He decided to go to Alabama and then when, help me out, when Saban. his coach, yeah, Nick Saban retired, he said, you know what? I don't think I want to be at Alabama anymore. And he transferred back to Iowa. However, during the season, he had a bad week in the SEC and the coaches from the University of Iowa, who had cultured a relationship with this kid over the years as they were recruiting him, sent him a text saying, hang in there, buddy. That's what the text said. Hang yeah. in there, comma, buddy. That's yes. it. That's impermissible contact. And the University of Iowa is in the process of self-reporting that level three violation. Now, based on precedent, the punishment is further education for the staffer and admonishment. But we've gotten to a point where you can't even have any, you can't show any kind of encouragement to a student athlete, regardless, God forbid, impermissible contact. Uh, again, my nominee is the NCAA and their ridiculous rules. <clears throat> Okay, I'm going to go off on a rant here real quick. Okay, so. <laughs> 50 words or less? Probably not. <laughs> I tried, toddlers. Yep, I just. Re I hear your premise and I reject it. <laughs> <clears throat> real quick, I've come around. I've come around on the. Uh, we can need to bring NCA stuff here as idiots of the week because it's golden. It's golden, Jerry. But I've heard people talking about like they got the NCA is crap and it's got to be taken, you know, all of this stuff. And these I've heard coaches talk about, I can't believe the NCA is doing all of this stuff. Here's the thing. The NCAA is not a government institution that colleges have to belong to. The NCA is a member institution created by colleges to set rules that they all agree to play by. The NCAA is college football's version of Roger Goodell. They do the stupid crap so that the college presidents don't have blood on their hands. That's not, why it's there. Yes, you're not wrong, but this is a stupid rule. Yes, but every NCAA stupid rule came about because they had a less stupid rule and then some coach or booster, some guy who is 65 years old and has got a little bit of money wants to see a 17 year old boy go to play for his football team and start slipping him cash under the table. All of these dumb rules come about because people didn't follow the rules that they had. And in this case, the reason why you're not allowed to do that is because of the transfer portal right is because essentially you're recruiting the after they sign their letter of intent they are recruiting i also read that athletes are actually very happy because before this rule went in even after they signed they were continuing to get text messages from coaches that they're like we broke up i'm not dating you i'm not coming here just Stop checking texting on you me. just checking on you buddy hey how's it going hey are classes tough Oh, you had a rough game. I see you're not starting. You know, we have a spot for a starter here. So, yes, there are no there. Here's the thing: there, there are only villains in this story, That's except for the kid. <laughs> the kid is fine. The kid is fine. There are no heroes when it comes to the NCAA. But to then claim, I can't believe the NCAA is forcing us, then change the rules. They're a member they're, organization. They're your rules. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. You, yes. <sighs> How about oh, I you? I feel better now. Thank you for oh, that. Good. Ooh, you're welcome. needed that. You're welcome. Okay. That may, be misplaced, that may be misplaced anger towards something else, but sure, why not? <laughs> let's dig into yours. Let's see if I can blow that one up. Okay. We just talked about we just talked about Japan being a little inefficient. <clears throat> Turns out they're not the only country. So the Royal Mail in the UK is proposing that instead of, excuse me, instead of right now, they have a requirement. They are mandated that next day deliver next day letter deliveries must be delivered six days a week. So they have six days. They they deliver mail every, 
to every house every day for, you know, Monday through Saturday, which by the way, they used to deliver mail twice a day. That's Lisa remembers when they came, when the post office, the postman came twice a day, there was your morning mail and your afternoon. How much mail do you have to anyway? So turns out that the Royal mail is also having some of the same problems. The U S postal. Yes. Is that where the postman always rings twice came from? I think so. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't okay. spuddy. It was just not an afternoon mails here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They're trying to cut costs. So they have suggested that they need to take that from six days a week to three days a week for overnight for next day delivery. Next day delivery will only be delivered. Three the days next day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. The next, next day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. You want it the next day? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. 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 The, the next Wait. one. Yeah. Yeah. The next Wait. one. Yeah. Wait, what? So it's going to be so confusing. (laughs) It turns out (laughs) that right now the UK and Malta are the only two countries in Europe to have six day a week, next day letter service. Okay. Other countries have said, we can't, we can't afford to do this in, in Malta. It cost 50 pence to mail a letter for next day in the UK. It cost one pound 25 it's a small country. If you want it the next day, it's one pound twenty-five. However, other countries have a, have a, have figured out ways of doing. Have figured out a way around this, and herein lies the. I'm just reading this article, and suddenly I'm like, wait, what? I can't. This can't be right. I have to go back and read it again, and then I'm like, oh, you. Well, got my nominee. So, <clears throat> in in Paris, La Poste reduced its service pledge a year ago. And so deliveries that used to take two days now take three days. And however, if you want next day service, they got this for you. <clears throat> They've replaced it with e-letters. Email? No, 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 no. E-letters. In France, if you want the postal service to deliver the next day, here's what you do. You type it in to the Law Post website with the postal address and pay the message is sent to the local post office, which prints it out, puts it in an envelope and delivers it the following day. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't (laughs) hold on. Didn't we, didn't we cover a telegram service that did the same thing? Yes. That was Several much more expensive. Yes, oh, that's for tele- yes. Yes. Yeah. No, you want a telegram delivered. Oh, we can do that. It's like $78, but it's the same thing that we're talking about. <laughs> yes, but this is a letter. Oh, an oh, e-letter. An e- oh, well, in that case, sign me up. Anyway, well, there you go. If you absolutely need your email delivered overnight, you can pay the French post office to print it and then hand deliver your email. Oui, oui. <laughs> God. At least they don't deliver. At least they don't deliver it on floppy disks. It's thank God. Because I, I, here's here's your letter. What do I do I, with this disk? Go to Japan. I don't remember. When was the last time you had a computer that took a floppy disk? Sorry, rabbit hole. We'll follow that up next week. It was probably when that uh, Jesse Stone uh, first appeared. No, that's yeah, not back right. in back in 1990. Yes, I think that's <laughs> yeah, right I think that's there. probably right. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. We're we're watching. We're not actually watching. What I brought this week for what we're watching is we're, what we're listening to. It's a podcast that started, it dropped back in November. That's uh, that's called Who Killed JFK. It's Rob Reiner and Soledad O'Brien, and they dive deep, ten episodes and two bonus episodes into Who Killed JFK, and they examine the evidence and they talk to witnesses or play audio from witnesses who have now passed away. Uh, very, very interesting. We're three episodes in, so that's what we're listening to this week. Uh, it is, it is very interesting, especially with the latest 
um, discoveries that happened uh, last September. So all of that is taken into account and um, lots of interesting stuff, stuff I've, I've followed for years and years and years and studied. But anyway, I, I was just going to say, yeah, Rob Reiner. Yeah. Uh, JFK. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> right. Yeah. How about you? Um, this week, uh, a couple nights ago, we watched The Greatest Night in Pop, a documentary on Netflix. It talks about, it covers, <laughs> God. and Todd goes blank. Is this this year's Grammys? It covers the recording of We Are the World. Oh. So the the driving as told by so it the they talk about how it came to be the song itself was written by Lionel Richie and Michael Jackson mm-hmm. with with their their agent was kind of spurheading all of this and kind of brought them into it the agent has passed away michael's not with us so Lionel is the one that is telling us the story of how it came to be how him and Michael tried to write it, how much time they thought they had, and then has production assistants and people who worked for the agency who was trying to put it all together, and then talked about the actual recording of it, which took all night long. Okay, sorry. No, but it it did. <laughs> sorry, I didn't set that up. It just, anyway. <laughs> it has behind the scenes footage because they had three cameras there. It shows Waylon Jennings just walking out, and Lisa goes, "I didn't know that Waylon Jennings." Like, oh, she's like, "Who's that?" I'm like, "That's Waylon Jennings." She goes, "I didn't, I didn't think he was on that." And then, like five minutes later, and that's when Waylon Jennings walked out. I'm like, well, there you go. That's yeah, that, that would be that would be why. And, and it, Dan Aykroyd walked in and took his place. Why is Dan Aykroyd singing "We Are the"? He was on the list that they absolutely wanted to get him there. He was selected. Really? Seriously. Yes. Watch. This is actually, I'm going to have to watch this. It also, after thinking, after watching all this, I, I remember when this came out and listening to it thinking that's just a weird collection of people and a weird collection of voices doing like, why did that person take that part followed by this person? It turns out Quincy Jones had an arranger come and they spent a lot of time saying this person has like a hard voice and I want that followed by a soft, like none of this was just thrown together. This was all, all thought out. There's so it's much more cool to this. Line three and Cindy Lauper says, hi, <laughs> it is very, it is very interesting. It is, uh, People who it was the night of the American Music Awards. We both thought it was the Grammys. It was the night of the American Music Awards, which, by the way, Lionel hosted that award show and then helped make this thing get recorded. All like he was up for 24 straight hours. Some of the people weren't in town, but they were told, hey, we're going to do this thing. So Bruce Springsteen had finished a concert and flew across country to be there. Dionne Warwick's comment, I think, was she she was in Las Vegas and uh, Quincy told her, you need to be here for this. And she's like, I didn't even know what we were doing. But when Quincy says show up at a time and a place, you show up. Yeah, it's it's a great story. Yep. There's lots of people that you recognize uh, watching um, watching Bob Dylan record his piece is. Wild. Anyway, well worth it. Greatest Night in Pop Netflix. Nice. Let's see. This week we learned. What did we learn this week? It, we're we're winding down basketball season. So uh, so far, I've learned that I've gotten a couple of postseason assignments. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how things go. Uh, it is fun. Uh, they are exciting. Uh, I always enjoy postseason. So I'm looking forward to. Screwing up some teams off season. Oh, sorry. No, <laughs> I'm kind of looking forward to being done. I mean, I love basketball season. I love doing this, but I'm, you also get to the point where kind of my legs just need a break. So 
anyway, uh, that's what I learned. I, I, I also learned exactly how tired my legs are at this point in the season. It's not something I learned. I knew that. I knew that already. That's not that. That wasn't new knowledge. <laughs> how about you? Uh, your basketball season is ending. The my running season for uh, organized runs started last week. So on Saturday, I ran my first half marathon for this year. Okay, reran the local uh, the local one. That was my first one that I ran last year, and. Having done this a year, having done six last year, last this was my first one last time. I shaved 14 minutes off of my time. Wow. I was very happy. I was very happy about that. That's thank you. I still need to shave off multiple more 14 minutes to get down to you know respectable, but 14 minutes in a year is or your downhill time. Yeah, well, yes, yeah, there's all it's all downhill from here. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) However, what I will remember, what I, what, what I, uh, what I learned this week is, so I'm trying to go faster. I'm, I'm with a pace group and I'm trying to keep up with them and obviously going faster than I did before we get to the, we get to the aid station with water and Gatorade and stuff at six and a half miles. So just about halfway and I know that I, 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 it's time to use the porta potty, but this group isn't going to slow down. So I'm going to have to get in, use the porta potty quick, and then I'm going to have to go even faster to catch back up with them just to keep my time up. So I'm like, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go. So I'm running, get up to the porta potty, and I'm like, open, wait, pause, open. Okay. So. <laughs> he is trainable, folks. Yes, he is. <laughs> All I could hear, all I could hear right as I grabbed the door was Sherry, like, you want to pause? <laughs> so thank you, Sherry. You're, you're this is even even in the heat of running faster, look, there are some things you just have to bake into bake into your DNA. And and that one was like, and I actually stopped and paused and then kind of went, <laughs> Sherry. And then <laughs> And then use the bathroom, grab the water, and then had to sprint to go catch up with the group. So thank you, uh, thank you, Sherry, for all of the uh, specific training techniques. Get away. The music is "Happy Boy" by Kevin McLeod. You can subscribe to our award-winning podcast with visiting runner Todd Prince wherever you get your pods. Just search talk and end the number two. There's no G and no space. We have a page on Facebook. You can tweet us on Facebook because you can't X us. The, uh, you can uh, stop by and see us at Tuba City Home Office. Please don't do that. You can uh, check out our Naperville drains if you're in the greater Chicago area. Thanks to our listeners and our sponsors. Toddler 3187, the Taylor Center for Technology Policy and TJ to go Cedar Valley. And as always, we ask you to send your feedback to feedback at talkingtotodd.com. Todd? You better hope that nobody who you referee listens to this podcast, because I was thinking after you talking about where you are at the end of the season, um, the guy on the block who grabbed the ball and said something to you, uh, ball don't lie, that's going to get you a technical. But if he looked at you and went, knees don't lie, and then <laughs> you, you'd be like, ain't that the truth? Yeah, yep. you're not. No, not wrong. <laughs> that's yeah, you're not. Oh. <laughs> How did you know? Yeah. Because yeah. what? You're like 70, right? That's a tech. Okay, now that's a T. No. <laughs> I'm I'm at North. Urban school. I'm at North. Stretching before the girls game. Leaning against the wall, stretching against the wall. And these two kids, North students, walk up as I'm stretching to like are you working the boys game too? Or this is before the girls game. Are you working the boys yep. game too? Yeah. Really? How old are you? I'm 50. I'm not. I'm 50. How old do you think I am? You look 60. I'll tell you what. If I keel over on the court, I got an extra shirt and a whistle in my bag. You're on. Ain't no way I'm doing that, he says. And I walk back over and I was done. Oh, smart aleck kids. <laughs> So it keeps us young, right? 
I'm sure we will have stuff to clean up next week. Till then, we are here. We're talking to Todd. You're probably going to be really pissed when you find out, oh, yeah, these two kids from North said all of that. Turns out one of them was the assistant principal, and he's 39. Damn, they look younger all the time. All the time. It's amazing. <laughs>